Got a message out there for all the guys, the fellas, the dads, the husbands, the chads, the bros. It is a new year. Your resolution, live in comfort, live in style, live in celebration of the United States of America. And how can you do all of that, you ask? It is simple. Toss out your overpriced, impractical man panties and get yourself a drawer full of undertech. The only boxer briefs endorsed by Poso. These have to be the greatest boxers ever made. They cover all the bases, and I guarantee you they have sent me a sample uh, package of these things. I've tried them. I've worn them. They're good. Quick release fly for a quick draw. Secret pocket in the extra wide waistband for cash or tactical necessities. Materials antibacterial, anti-pilling, moisture wicking. You can stay fresh and dry all day. I really One thing I really like about these things, they are light. They are crisp. They are just, it, it's a nice wear. It's a comfortable wear. You're really going to like this. And part of the reason that they're so amazing, they've literally been battle tested by special forces. Yes, that's right, ladies and gentlemen. Tactical boxer briefs. Undertack is the only brand that is unapologetically pro-America, pro-military, and pro-2A. The website is getundertack.com. That's getundertack.com right now. Save 20% off your order with the offer code POSO20. That's POSO20. So on top of being a superior product for 30% less, you can save an additional 20%. Satisfaction guaranteed or your money back. Getundertack.com, offer code POSO20. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome aboard today's edition of Human Events Daily, powered by TPUSA. Today's top stories. What happens if Roe v. Wade is overturned? Today is the March for Life, the anniversary of the passing of Roe v. Wade. What happens if it's overturned? We'll get into it next. President Biden will not fire his chief of staff, Ron Klein. Why? Number three, the Chaz warlord, Raz Simone, has been accused of sex trafficking. And then finally, a police report, a Pennsylvania woman says she was tracked home by an Apple AirTag. We'll explain what all that means. All this and more ahead, Human Events Daily. Well, the March for Life is already going on today in Washington, D.C. God bless them. God bless everybody out there. And if you are at one of the marches, uh, the March for Life is today in Washington, D.C. Then the march against the vaccine mandates will be Sunday. It is extremely cold, right? Do not um, welcome hypothermia into your life. If you want layer, 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 say it three times because you want to have three layers. You want your inner layer, you want your main layer, and then you want your shell for wind because the wind factor is going to be a big, big deal here. So layer, 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 remember all three for your torso, for your legs, and then also for your feet. By the way, an old military trick, put your hand warmers, put, you know, buy them not just for your gloves, but put hand warmers in the toes of your shoes, in the toes of your boots. It will keep your feet warm the entire day. People constantly forget about their feet when it comes to these things. So go out there, be safe, make your voices heard. And by the way, if you see anybody calling for violence, whip out their phone, your phone, and film them. Film every single one of them. And by the way, you probably wanna get their badge number. After all, we know Ray Epps is in Washington, D.C. today. But the question is, if Roe v. Wade is overturned, because there is a conservative majority on the court now, what happens? Does that mean that abortion just goes away? Not exactly. We're gonna break that down in a second. Here's some footage from the most recent March for Life. I've wanted to come to the March for Life for years, and I finally was able to do it this year, and uh, 
I just feel very strongly that I need to support the right to life for every human being. Right here, $10, they're half price. Hundreds of thousands of pro-life Americans traveled to Washington for this peaceful, enthusiastic, and loving witness to the inherent dignity of the human person. We are pro-life and we are pro-woman. So I think this is something that, you know, it's been almost 50 years. And so people, we need to start looking at this from an operational and a tactical standpoint, strategic as well. The pro-life movement does not end if Roe v. Wade is overturned. What does that mean? Well, Roe v. Wade, to break, you know, break it down and extremely simplify things, it allowed abortion in all 50 states and it essentially created an extra constitutional right. And what's an extra constitutional right? It means that it created a right out of whole cloth that isn't express, expressly written anywhere in the Constitution, and yet they decided that it should be given the same level of a constitutional right as if it were in the Bill of Rights. And this is a really, really bad decision, really bad fan fiction from the 1970s, but unfortunately the court at the time decided to enshrine that as if it were a right. So. If that's taken out, and most likely it will be, based on, by the way, the constitutional argument alone, right? Because the fact of the matter is, there is no constitutional amendment, there is no provision in the Bill of Rights that expressly says that abortion is a constitutional right. Full stop. And whether you're pro-life or pro-choice, you've got to simply look at that from a legal perspective and understand it, ain't, it, it just ain't there, right? Freedom of speech is there, right to bear arms is there, freedom of the press, peaceably assemble, practice your religion, that's all in, you know, due process, right? Search and seizure. These are all in the Bill of Rights. These are expressly written into the Bill of Rights. Abortion, it's just not there. So what's gonna happen? It kicks it back to the states. So that means on a state by state basis, right? They will be able to make decisions, and this is the idea behind federalism, that they will be able to make decisions for their state that are not expressly written into the Constitution. This is the whole point of the Tenth Amendment, by the way. So it's going to be a situation like the death penalty. So we have certain states in the United States where there is a death penalty. We have certain states where there's not a death penalty, like Wisconsin, by the way. So, you know, the Waukesha driver, the murderer who killed all those people at the Christmas parade, the death penalty is not possible for him in that legal proceeding because they took it off the table. It's actually been off the table for over 100 years in Wisconsin. So it's going to be a situation like that again. So there's 21 states that are most likely going to attempt a ban on abortion. This is, and this, you know, traditional red state, blue state kind of thing. So the red states are probably going to put a ban outright immediately. So you're going to have a situation where there are states that ban abortion and there are going to be states that allow abortion under certain circumstances. Those are going to be your purple states and those are going to be your blue states and they will be freer. Uh, gun laws is another example of this. There are certain laws uh, to an extent because gun laws, obviously gun rights are enshrined in the Constitution while, where abortion is not. So there's some, right, some states though where uh, purchasing guns is much easier, some states where it's much harder as well as concealed carry, et cetera, et cetera. Understand though, the fight will go on. If you are pro-life, like me, you view abortion as a moral and social evil. And this is something that we are going to continue to fight. And I pray that one day we look back on this the same way that we look back on slavery. What exactly is going on in the Biden administration, right? We've seen President Biden's press conference, that absolute debacle. But more importantly, we've seen all of the domestic and foreign policy failures of this administration in just one year. 
So why then do you think that President Biden has not fired a single staffer over any one of these things? Look, in any other administration, typically the way things go, and, and if you haven't been around D.C., or if you have been around D.C., you, you, you get this, you fire people for, obviously, for poor results, but at the same time, people tend to leave at the end of the one-year mark of an administration. Uh, they go on to other things, like the pace of one of those jobs, and that's regardless of you know what administration you're in. So the question then is, why has nobody been fired from the White House staff? And more importantly, why doesn't President Biden seem to care about this? Well, it's actually quite simple. And uh, John Fund, who's a great writer, uh, he did a piece in the Daily Mail, right, that just came out, and it's, it's actually quite simple. Biden won't fire his all-powerful master of disaster, Chief of Staff Ron Klain, who is behind the White House's biggest failures. Maybe that's because President Biden is not really in charge. Wow. <laughs> I guess John Fun must be a Human Events Daily listener because that's exactly what we've been talking about every single day here on this program. Go watch this clip of Ron and President Biden. Um, now we're going to get down to business here. And, uh, and uh, Ron, who am I turning this over to? Well, I, well uh, thank you very much, Mr. President. <laughs> I think it's uh, time for the press, our friends in the press to leave, though. Thank you. Now, Ron Klain has been with Joe Biden all the way back to when he was Senator Joe Biden in the 1980s. He then, of course, served on his failed presidential bid in 1988, worked with him in the Senate. And the New York Times even mentioned in their write-up, their profile on Ron Klain, that he was the most influential, is the most influential chief of staff of recent vintage, an admiring New York Times profile and the master of disaster, as he'd been dubbed by his critics. Even the Times profile had to concede that Klain comes off as a purebred Washington swamp creature who might have trouble connecting with large swaths of the country. All right, so understand this guy. And I've been talking about this so long on this program, but now you've got John Fun talking about it in Daily Mail. You've got other people around DC saying, what is going on? Why won't President Biden fire anybody? Look at all the disasters going on right now. You've got the massive foreign policy disaster of Afghanistan, where Tony Blinken, remember, and we talked about this, that they were preparing to fire Tony Blinken. Secretary Blinken thought he was on his way out. He wanted to be on his way out, but they wouldn't do it. You know why? Because nobody wants to come in and serve in this administration. Nobody wants to be associated with the Biden White House. And not just internally, not just domestically. What just happened today? The German chancellor just, and this is in Der Spiegel, the German chancellor just rejected a phone call with President Biden over Ukraine, said, nah, I don't want to talk to you. You got Macron over in France, not exactly a conservative guy, right? You know, an arch neoliberal saying, you know what? We don't need to work with the United States when it comes to Russia. He said, Europe should have their own plan to deal with Russia, to make an agreement with Russia, a strategy with Russia, and for European security that excludes the United States. And don't forget India, right? When India had a massive COVID um, upswing when it came to this new variant that was hitting them just a couple of months ago, what did the Biden administration do? They blocked the export of medical supplies to India, it became this whole international row, and then finally they were able to walk things back and help out. But do you think the people of India have forgotten that? That it was the Biden administration 
that did all of these things. But remember, we're told, we are told, the adults are back in charge. Yes, the adults are back in charge. And Sam Harris, of course, tweeted that. He tweeted that on January 20th, 2021, as Biden was taking the oath of office. I feel an overwhelming sense of gratitude for the adults in the room. Great job, Sam Harris. Now, I know he tried to walk it back during the Afghanistan debacle, but I want you to remember all of the people whether they be in this, uh, you know, the center-right community or the classical liberals, all of these people that said that President Biden was going to be a smashing success after the chaos and the mean tweets of the bad orange man. Congratulations, guys. You bought it. You paid for it. You own it. Well, it's time once again to talk about the Chaz. What is the Chaz? Do you remember the Chaz? The Capitol Hill Autonomous, Chaz is the Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone, a breakaway quasi-republic when armed militants took over six square block radius, really 14 blocks, if you include Cal Anderson Park, of downtown Seattle, and held it for over a month. But there was one individual in there that captured a lot of people's attention, and it was a guy by the name of Raz Simone, a self-described uh, leader what some would call a warlord, who was seen handing out AK-47s from the trunk of his Tesla, and then stomped around Chaz with his entourage, that my brother, myself, and others who infiltrated Chaz, not only infiltrated that area, but also got very up close into the inner circle of Raz Simone, his entourage, finding out what was going on, talking to him, I did, multiple times when I was in Chaz for that, um, that month in 2020, before the body started falling. We got out before the killing started happening, but we warned Mayor Jenny Durkin what was going to happen. And Seattle Police Chief Carmen Best, she resigned because she knew what was gonna happen in Chaz. And then the killing started. So what's the headline today? Well, hiphopdx.com, right? As if, you know, one of these music websites. Seattle rapper Raz Simone sued by five women over sex trafficking and violent threat allegations. Seattle rapper Raz Simone is reportedly being sued by five women alleging sexual assault and abuse. Four of them say the 32-year-old sex trafficked and abused them. One of the alleged victims, identified only as Pearl, claimed that Simone sex trafficked her in Las Vegas for over a year until she finally broke free in 2017. Pearl paints a grisly picture of what she says she went through. When Simone felt she wasn't being obedient, he would supposedly lock her in a confined space for days and force her to have sex. Veteran police chief Bill Guire looked into Pearl and some of the other victims who came forward with similar stories. But after four years of waiting, the five women have filed a civil lawsuit. So go and look at this video of Raz from that time in Seattle and take a look at what he was doing there. Why you doing That's that? not Why the case. I'm not trying to create dissension. I know you're a peaceful man. I'm, you, man. I'm not, bro. I'm not, even, I'm not even hearing what you're why, hearing, why though. Are you doing that? You're huh? Not, you're not hearing, why are you doing that? Huh? I said you're not hearing that, so why are you doing that? Bro, I'm not trying to put no why dissension. Why are you doing that? The only thing I said, it's on the tape. Why Look, let me, let's stop the stream. I'll no, stop the stream right now. So when you see a guy like that who's prone to violence, who's prone to exploiting people, exploiting situations, does it really surprise you that he was involved in stuff like this? Look, I remember when we were investigating Chaz, I looked into his background and I looked into his situation. This guy is a SoundCloud rapper and yet he owns multiple Teslas. 
He's owns a whole bunch of Airbnbs, by the way. He's an Airbnb super renter, right? With these you know, huge palatial estates throughout Seattle. So the question is, where's all the money coming from? Because it ain't coming from SoundCloud. And I looked at some of the, uh, the shows, quote unquote, that he's doing. He's not, it, the numbers didn't add up. You knew that something was going on there and we knew it was something either vice or girls. And unfortunately, it looks like it was this. Forced labor, sexual abuse, sex trafficking. Now, of course, these are accusations. So let's wait until we get all of the evidence. Of course, the girls have provided some of the evidence. But Raz, you're going down. Not only do these girls deserve better, but you are going to be behind bars where you belong. Well, this is a story that comes very close to home for me. So I'm from the Philadelphia area. My cousin actually sent this to me and now it is totally blown up. So the Post Millennial is also reporting on it. A Pennsylvania woman has filed a police report and the police put out uh, their own report claiming that she was tracked to her home by an Apple AirTag device. So what are Apple AirTags, right? So Apple AirTags are this new, it's, it's a Bluetooth emitter that you can purchase. It's just a little tracking device that you can put, and the idea is that you can put it on your keys, you can put it on your pet, you know, if you're trying to find something, if you're, you know, <laughs> if you're like, guys, maybe you wanna put it on one of your kids, right? So you can find things around the house and then it, um, it syncs up with your pairs with your phone so that you can then know, oh, the, you know, my keys are over here, my wallet's over there, my kids are over there, my pet's over there, right? That being said, in this situation, a woman who was out shopping found an AirTag attached to her car and then a person was following her. So go watch this video from Apple that shows you and kind of explains what AirTags are. As you move, Precision Finding uses our U1 chip to get the precise distance to your AirTag. iPhone fuses that data with input from the camera, accelerometer, and gyroscope to give you visual, haptic, and audible feedback, guiding you right to your AirTag. So the Lower Providence Township Police Department, Eagleville, Pennsylvania, issued a warning to residents after a call came in last week regarding a person who'd received a suspicious message on their phone warning them of an unknown device tracking their location. The victim told police that they had just returned home from the movie theater when they had received an iMessage on their iPhone stating, unknown accessory detected. This item has been moving with you for a while. After returning home, the victim found that they had received another message on their phone that stated, safety alert. Your current location can be seen by the owner of this item. You may be carrying this item or it could be located closely. If this item is not familiar to you, you can disable it and stop sharing your location. The victim then received a map of the area. Look at this, a map of the area that showed around 7.19 p.m. the device was activated by the movie tavern, right, so a local movie tavern, and then traveled along the map until they returned to their residence at 8.38 p.m. The victim then looked outside the residence to see an unknown vehicle parked just down the street. And when they went outside and approached the vehicle, it drove away. As the vehicle was driving away, they received another notification on their phone that the device was currently driving eastbound and then eventually disconnected once the vehicle was out of sight. And, and they get into what the vehicle was. So this is not good. 
Right, you got a situation. I remember when um, when GPSs were first coming out, and people would keep like Garmin's or TomToms in their in their cars. People would would put their home addresses in there. Well, then if somebody stole your car, right, you would press the home button, and then it would take you directly to where they lived. And now that thief, that car thief, now knows that you're not home because they've got your car, so they can drive home. They've got your address from that thing, and that there were break-ins regarding this. So it kind of reminds me of that situation when we get new technology. You have to, unfortunately, because this is the world we live in, human nature is a real thing, you have to be careful because it's always a double-edged sword. So pay attention to those notifications that you're getting on this. Now, the way this works is through Bluetooth, right? And so we were, we were digging into it a little bit. So that means if somebody throws an AirTag on your car or, you know, if they get drop it in, you know, a purse or whatever it is, you know, wallet, that it's only going to work within a certain radius. So that means you've got to be careful. Head on a swivel at all times. Practice and maintain situational awareness. Always just look over your shoulder. Look in that rear view mirror. Do you see a car that's following you? Because it's, it's got to be within, and I think it's something like 30, 40 feet. So if someone's following you off the highway, and then they turn into your neighborhood with you, and then they turn down the same street as you, you know, something, I, I've done this, um, you know, for years. One thing I'll do, if I'm in one of those situations and I see a car that's following me that much, I just start going down a different ro route. I'll just go and turn down a neighborhood that has nothing to do with, uh, with me or my house or just, you know, turn. Just make a random turn and go around and see if that person keeps following you, right? Just see if they keep following because you never know. So I want people to be safe out there. I don't know if there's a PSA or... Um, whatever type of situation, but just be, be careful, right? We're living in a time where because crime has not been prosecuted, crime isn't being prosecuted a lot in many of these major cities, that criminals feel emboldened. And they feel that if, uh, you know, as we've been told, you know, home break-ins are on the rise, homicides are on the rise, carjackings are on the rise, you have to be safe. And the violence from the cities is spilling over into the suburbs. So just be smart. If you see a car, that's driving around like that, you know, keep going, just keep going. If you see someone that's a car that's sitting outside of your house that you don't recognize, doesn't look like someone, you know, that's, that's used to your neighborhood, go, go check out what's going on or, you know, safely, just, you know, keep an eye on it. And then at the same time, know who lives in your neighborhood, talk to them, make friends. People can stick together. That's how you build a true community. Well, that's it for us here, Human Events Daily. Today, remember, support us. You go to MyPillow.com. You put in promo code POSA. The Saskatchewan Screamer is hitting in Washington, D.C. right now. We know that ice storms are going to be hitting Texas. You go to MyPillow.com. Use promo code POSA. Remember to snuggle up. And by the way, don't forget our motto to you. Be good, be brief, be gone. And we'll ask you for your homework. Share this out with one of your normie friends. Get it out there today. Make sure that somebody else that hasn't heard any of these stories... The, Think of the Apple AirTag one, right? That's something that's not even a little bit political. That is just a good PSA for everyone to know. But before we go, today's moment of history is a heartwarming story, an absolute heartwarming story. January 21st, 21st 1924, Soviet leader Vladimir Lenin dies of a brain hemorrhage. The man who instituted, instituted the Bolshevik Revolution, the Red Terror, the communist takeover of Russia died of a brain hemorrhage. And thank God. Ladies and gentlemen, you have my permission to lay ashore.